Hey guys, welcome to this week's episode of Cult Film Review. I'm your host, Cody Everett, and this week I need you to grab your shopping carts. I need you to grab your sleeping bag. And I need you to grab your best liquor, because we're hiding under a bridge. We just took a train into the wrong town, and we're talking about Hobo with a Shotgun. This week on Cult Film Review, and you know what? Let's just start the show. Hollywood system stole our sex and co-opted our violence, so there's nothing left for our kinds of movies. <laughs> I did not hit her. It's not true. Clopex. 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 Up yours, baby. Me and Bubba, my little brother, listen to you every night. Where in the hell are we? I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass, and I'm all out of bubblegum. Hey guys, we're here this week talking about Hobo with a Shotgun. Um, let's get into it. I want to talk about this movie. Excited to talk about this movie. So Hobo with a Shotgun, if you're not aware, is about a hobo who takes the last train in to a very crappy town. What's it called? Uh, Scum Town. Yeah. And, and they, it's also referred to as Fuck Town. And Hope Town. <laughs> um, so he, he takes the train there. It's a very bad place. He decides he doesn't like the crime and he really just wants to buy a lawnmower so he can start his, uh, lawn his service business. business. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, is that what that was for? Yeah. yeah, he wanted to start his own business. He wanted to be like a lawn care. Oh, see, I I took it as he was like envisioning a perfect life and like having a lawn to mow. No, he he, sa- oh. he says in the movie that he wants to yeah he, start a business. <laughs> yeah, oh. he says I just want to get my own. More, and he wants I must to, been, he wants must to earn play, his way, Kyle. I must have been <laughs> playing some like game on my phone when that happened. <laughs> God, you're yeah. obsessed. Anyways. Uh, so he doesn't like that, and he goes on a killing rampage, basically yeah. cleaning the town up. Yeah. So that's the synopsis. If you haven't seen What's it, the uh, I love the headline in the in the newspaper that flies up, like "Hobo demands change," which yeah. is like a funny like it was a double entendre or something. All right. So uh, <laughs> thanks, Chris. Uh, <laughs> that, does that not make no, sense? No, I understand. I I totally understand what you're saying. No, okay. yeah. no, it was it was very clever. It was probably the only clever thing in this movie. What was um, the oh justice one shell at a time? I liked that. I kind of want to talk about the, <laughs> the the how this movie came to be and the director a little bit. Uh, so how this movie came to be was basically the Grindhouse film. Uh, he won the director uh, Jason. Uh, what's his last name? Eisner. 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 Uh basically won a contest in Canada. Um he made a fake trailer, Hobo with a shotgun, and got it on the Grindhouse films that Quentin Tarantino and Robert Rodriguez made. Uh and it played throughout Canada, basically, and then he got funding to make the feature length uh portion of the movie. It's a pretty cool story. Yeah, it is. Is he known for what else is he known for? Treevenge. Treevenge. Right. Yeah, which I think is one of the best short films ever made, and I'm really jealous. <laughs> I love it. I, th- I like I when do. I watch I like films that I'm super like impressed by. I'm like, Kung Fury, dude. I need to step my fucking game up because these guys are killing it out. Yeah, Kung Fury is another one. I felt the exact same way. Like, yeah, but that one's that one's definitely the best short film ever made. I mean, Treevenge was. We can't. We can't make that. I can, I I can I can say an opinion. You don't have any short films. I'm allowed. Out I'm allowed, so many. I'm allowed so many. to say an opinion. I'm not saying this is law. I like, don't know. There's a pretty good one called The Greatest Lie Ever Told. You can find it on YouTube. <laughs> That's pretty damn good. Check it out. Check it out. Um, so Yeah, I mean he be, like <laughs> like to be able to make to be able to get an opportunity based on a short film is pretty rare. Like 
you have to have something and that's what i think you could see it in revenge you could see it in that early trailer and then he like translates it into a feature yeah because he finally has funding now who'd seen this movie before I, this is my first watching of it i had seen it before i, I had seen it i before. also had seen it okay so everybody had seen it for me so i just want to give a, a brief backstory of of, of kind of like how i was going into this movie i, I really had no preconceived notion i knew it was going to be violent obviously it's title gives that away um, and and uh, before I even watched it, I I did not know it was like a Grindhouse trailer at all. Um, I just thought it was a movie called Hobo with a Shotgun. Mm-hmm. Uh, I read the synopsis and I was like, "This sounds awesome." Um, and the opening scene, uh, with him just riding on the train is is awesome. Just that's when you get like the color, the Technicolor, mm-hmm. the oversaturation, um, and uh, like that. Just those shots are just awesome, and and uh, the colors are really awesome. Kind of feels like an old. Movie. It does. Yeah. It does. It, it definitely it, has that. Yeah. Vibe. It definitely has that. Like it's like the early eighty vibe. Yeah. Like nineteen eighty. Definitely gave that off to me as far as like the look of it. Like the well, they 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 shot it on a red, but they they used some kind of processing to make it more to fit that style. You know that that's that that cut the way that film looked from that era. Yeah. And that whole thing started great, and then people started talking. <laughs> And it just went downhill from there. What? Why? Yeah. Because I think, like, here's. I, well, I don't want to give my rating away, as Mike would say. But um, no, go ahead. I do it every time. <laughs> Here, I do it every time. <laughs> here's my thing with it. Right? It's one thing to pay homage. Right? Uh, I I look at paying homage as taking like I thought he was going into it with a very serious direction of like like cool. You're gonna take this and turn it like turn like yeah a, a greenhouse story into a serious kind of story with grindhouse elements to it if that makes sense right because paying homage is not just like ripping everything off basically like and i feel like that's what he did he was like we're making a we're making you know a cult film like look ah like it was so in your face and just so blatant Uh, wait a second though but if you've seen treevenge like that's his style. I don't like Treevenge. Uh, it doesn't matter whether or not you like it or not. You're making it sound like he 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 like this is not his style of filmmaking, and he just kind of like borrowed copy, yeah from everybody else. And how is that any different? Well, no, than no, what no. Quentin come Tarantino on, this, does oh my or god, anybody does. The, the script was like uh, I swear to God, the script was a blatant trauma ripoff. A lot of it was. I'm like, sure his, the way I'm, the characters I'm sure he's definitely were. influenced by tra- yes, like trauma absolutely. style there's, films. Yeah, there's definitely a, a being influenced, but uh, like this is it's too much it's too much that's too over the top for you so what, what, like toxic avenger i mean like i would even but toxic, put it right in the but same see, toxic avenger's not trying he's trying too hard so like, do you think street trash is doing that too no why because why would i street feel trash like not be doing i feel that? like street trash was organic <laughs> this is not organic this is we're trying to uh, why make, because it was made in 2011 and no, not in 1984 no he or, like i said he didn't he didn't do anything new with it like you're Paying homage is like you have elements of it. You're not just have, like you're pushing it, the all the buttons to hit the cues. Does that make sense? Yes. <laughs> Thank you, Kyle. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Yes. Kyle, if you want to jump in on this, if you I don't know if you agree with me or not, but um, no, I'll stay out of it. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay. No, I, oh. I mean I I see where you where you're coming from, and I and I agree with you to a to a certain extent. I, I it. It is over the top, but at it, at the same time, it, it's the same thing that Quentin and Robert Rodriguez did with the Grindhouse release film, double feature film. Did a was, thousand times better though. Well, it's 
fucking Robert Rodriguez and fucking Quentin Tarantino, you know, like. And this was three million, and those were probably a lot more than. Oh that. yeah, yeah. Like, oh yeah, for, for certain, for that, certain. Those movies yeah. were, were total financial flops. Um, <laughs> yeah, they are. No, they uh, are. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, so I I can see where you're coming from on that on that aspect, Cody. Um, I did not like the dialogue either. I didn't think the acting was the j- the jokes are too good. Like, I didn't feel like it was. You're right. I don't feel feel like it took itself seriously enough. It wasn't or- to capture the true vibe of a grindhouse. It film. wasn't organic. If yeah. he had tried to take it it's to a, uh, to yes, it's very forced. It's Hold a on, very wait a second. Film. Is any exploitation film organic? Exploitation <laughs> films. Well, exploitation is like a, is is a broad term. I mean, you're talking about like you know sex exploitation. No, not organic. Obviously forced. But if you're talking about like a traditional exploitation where um, it's just over the top gore and violence, those movies. Took themselves seriously. Yeah, they believed they, they were making to good make films, an amazing film, but had you know buckets of blood to go along with it. This movie didn't do that. This movie was we're making tongue in cheek, a hundred percent, nothing serious about this, and it comes across as such. But I, but I, I, I mean, the story yeah. is somewhat original. I mean, it's like what story? The the hold, story hold of like a drifter. I mean, we've seen it. It's classic, right? Like a story, a drifter comes into town and cleans it up. I, it's that whole western theory. It is, right? yeah, yeah. It's a western. Yeah. Definitely. So, I mean, like... But the, and it's not a good telling of it. And isn't there a deeper... There are deeper m- yeah, messages in this there film. There are, like, definitely. I mean, they they might seem... It it would be if, if you gave... Simple, it would It would be if you gave Rutger Hauer's character a backstory, but you don't even do that, so how can I care about him? We don't need that for a drifter. We I need, need I needed to drifter. care about what happens to his character. Well, I if mean, I know nothing about his character, why do you I care do? what that's happens? Not, you that's do. not his monologue. The only explain somewhat. Uh, one, that's not necessarily true, Cody. Because I mean, do you care about um, uh, the man with no name, fistful of dollars, and good, the bad, the ugly? Like, do you care about his character? Like, like yeah, honestly, but, like, but, you, but you care about him because of the ideals that he stands for. And I'd also like to argue that we do get some backstory. We know he had a child. We do. Yeah, he he mentioned something <laughs> Thank like you. I yeah, used to sh- have one of you. He shared. He no, shares- no. He, I, he said I used to be one of you. Yeah, he said oh, I used no, to be one, one of yeah. you. No, he says I used to be. Okay, one I always I always envisioned that he was talking. No, because he was, he was the basically whole... giving them a pep talk about doing something good with your life. Yeah. Like, oh, I thought it was like. See, but he's I, that, sorry, we see that he's that. got totally some like poetic moments where he, you know, ha- delivers these monologues, and you, you know, whether he's talking to Molly or or not Molly, but Abby, Molly's her real name. Um. You know, and when he's talking to the infants laying in the, you know, the hospital, that kind of gives you some of his backstory. Like, not maybe like where he came from, but like what kind of person he is. Well, I mean, you don't need, you, you don't even need that scene to tell you what kind of person he is because obviously he's like, he's choosing to stand up and do something. Right, right. And like, which, I mean, that's, that's a noble act on its own. Yeah, but it's one of those things like, what makes him a good person? Has he always been this good person? Or is this now him just snapping into this good person? You don't get those answers. Well, you have, I mean, how, why would he, why would he just snap into it? Yeah, you, you, I think you get a pretty good idea right like off the bat good. when he's staring and he's seeing all this hor- horrors that are happening. Like he's watching the bum fight he clearly thing. clearly like, doesn't, like, yeah, he's like, he's finding this horrific. Yeah, yeah. There's, he's not jumping in, and being like, "Yeah, all right, this is great." Like he's he clearly has reservations yeah. against seeing these kind of things. But he's trying to buy that lawnmower, so yeah. he's got to make money. <laughs> so he wants to get that job. <laughs> yes, he wants to do. He he basically like wants to do it right, and he rolled into a town where everything is wrong. Right. So it's 
I mean, I like. I think that's enough story. Yeah, I mean, I I, don't, I, I like Rutger Howard's character in this movie. I like Rutger Howard in this movie. I like in he's this a, movie. He's really. the best actor in this movie, and no one else holds a candle to him. Not even close. Which kind of, in my in my oh, opinion, the Drake is so good. No, dude. he's not. No, he's not. Oh he my god, is he I terrible. love the Drake. I, no. I will fight this to the death. Like I, I, I actually like. You the think Drake he's too. probably <laughs> really obnoxious or something? But that's obviously how he's supposed to be he and he like does it pr- so well he looks like prune face from <laughs> dick tracy well the, and, and and if you haven't already picked up on the style of the film that is acceptable for this <laughs> it's just no and let's be honest we're gonna call warren Beatty. Rutger howard is a veteran like he's been <laughs> no he was the obviously the, Obvious, he should be the best actor. yeah no obviously in, in, in a is. virtual cast of unknowns basically mm-hmm. yeah yeah actually and and the, the the two sons should stay unknown this two they, you didn't think they were decent at what they no. were doing oh my god no at what they were doing no what they were probably asked I guess, okay, to do. yes with what they were asked to do except for the one who plays ivan because that dude's just terrible yeah. Slick yeah. No, you're right. Slick is the stronger S- actor. Slick yeah. is the the stronger actor and and plays the character better. But I just the shit that came out of their mouth just made me go, what the? F- are you f- like the? <laughs> that's me. The whole movie just. Oh, God, I'm really talking. surprised. I I am me very too. surprised by your reaction to this film. I think you are, are taking took this film way too seriously. No, I didn't. When but when you because because again it's not organic. They're sh- they're shoving the lines down your throat. It's so we're so grindhouse because we're saying cock dick and pussy every sentence. <laughs> like look how grindhouse we are. I'm sorry. I feel I feel that way about every grindhouse film. <laughs> That's how I feel about every grindhouse film. <laughs> what they say? You felt that, you felt you felt that way about pieces. Yeah. Well, pieces is just horrible. Pieces is a grindhouse film. It's just horribly written in general. Dick ripping zombies. But that's Dick what I think. Th- that's what I think about when I think you're about saying, a grindhouse film. I think you're, you're saying that more... somehow he was a better writer and that he could have written better stuff, but he chose not to because he was specifically trying to have yes. cheesy dialogue. Yes. How do you know that though? The movie. Watch it. <laughs> well, if you going back to Treevenge, look at the dialogue in that. It's exactly the same style of dialogue. It's, I mean, the way it's written is very much equal. to No, this. he's definitely influenced by the films that he watches, but I think he mimics too hard and tries to achieve what he likes too much. He's definitely a fan. You can tell that. Yeah, you yeah. can tell he's a fan, but yeah. I think he tries too hard to be that, and he doesn't like it misses the mark because of it. Uh. For yeah, me, for me, not no, that's everyone. A, that's a that, that's a that's a valid point. I mean, it's good to be a fan of cinema if you're making cinema, but you have to create your own voice while this movie pre- is incorporating the elements of the movies you love. To me, this is like a, a trauma. This is like a trauma really trauma exploitation fan film. Mm, okay, I don't I don't <laughs> know. I, I put this in a little bit of a different category than trauma. I like I see the influence, but I don't really. The script is like let's rip every. Like gross line that they've said in a trauma movie and put it. Uh, but in But they the also script. cut in like the endearing moments where it's like actually it is kind of like they did serious with, and touching. They did that with Toxic Avenger. Mm. <laughs> Mike has been like a collection of mm and ahs. Yeah. <laughs> no, he's really he's really good in this he's really good this episode. Yeah. He's really good this episode. Okay, so I, I agree with you with, with, with some stuff. Like I hated the line where he says, like, I'm gonna slide that dick into your pussy. Oh yeah, yeah like, that was whatever. really awkward. I was like, that's stupid. That's stupid. But yes. then I did think that a lot of the monologues that were being said from the hobo were like not horribly written. Like 
they had some meaning behind them. They had some. They they told the story. I don't ever get that from Toxic Avenger. I don't get that ever. Do you think um, that anything think that he's that saying the, is serious or ever? Do you think the monologues that he gave they they came off better maybe because Rutger Howard was the one doing it and since he is a veteran he maybe he tweaked them or just kind of made him feel like the, more like fluid. the one with the like the bear uh, you know the bear when he's talking about he's relating himself to a bear I didn't like that at all that was stupid well it it, it hits it hits a <laughs> soft point for me because I'm scared shitless of bears <laughs> Mike was touched it's by bears his and dolphins are my two horrifying part of the movie. dolphins you can kill all those animals dolphins oh, just murder them what oh is wrong God. with dolphins they, he's gonna they come are, back next week and tell you to dirt, cut all they, this out did a dolphin dirty, try to rape you at Sea World. No, no, but they have to other people. I know that's why I asked and you if they it have, happened to you. They have syphilis. They're dirty creatures. No, I. W- <laughs> They're dirty, dirty creatures. I would actually disagree with that, Kyle. I would say that I think they wrote the best lines for Rugger Hauer. I think they may have gone in there, and maybe did a rewrite. Oh, okay. like we got a big actor. Let's rewrite because it, it, it. Those are probably the best written parts of the movie. That would make sense. Like maybe they weren't banking on getting a name. So when they got a, a a you know a known actor, they probably went through and did little script rewrites and stuff. I'm I mean sure, that's possible. Sure. We, we can't we I'm can't sure. we can't know that. We're we speculating. Know that. We're speculating. I, I, if I was it's shooting a fan a, theory, if I was shooting fan a film, theory. And I theory. unexpectedly got Rudyard Howard, damn sure I'd be going back and looking at that script again. <laughs> like wait a minute, what did, what do I want him to say? <laughs> exactly, Holy shit! Exactly. Let's just let's just cut all that out right there. You know <laughs> exactly. Let's uh, go ahead and take a break, and when we come back, we're going to talk more about Hobo with a Shotgun. You, vultures, circle this city, tearing off the flesh from everything that is innocent. Please don't shoot me. I didn't even hurt her. I want you out of the city. You and your grave-robbing friends. Spread the word. Hey guys, we're back and we're talking about Hobo with a Shotgun. All right, let's get into uh, some of the technical stuff of it. Um, like I said earlier, I really enjoy uh, the oversaturation of the colors. Um, it makes the film pop, definitely, and gives a great style. Whoever the cinematographer is, too. Um, I enjoyed most of the shots, but I hated the, like, there's too many back-to-back, back-to-back, back-to-back zoom-ins of characters whenever they were talking. Mm-hmm. Okay, I understand. And that kind of annoyed me, but everything else was, I thought, shot beautifully. I feel like that was a very, like, that was like a very late 70s thing that they tapped into for that. Yeah, but I think they, they tapped they tapped a little too <laughs> they much. They tapped it too hard. Yeah. <laughs> it was forced. No, I, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, it was. Yeah. Yeah. It was. Uh, that's what you were saying. No, it was. Come on, that shot's in the movie, what, a thousand times? Yeah. Yeah. It, it's. It, I think it's to keep the pace of the film up, honestly. Mm. To keep the energy up of yeah. the movie? Yeah. I agree. And I, I, yeah, I agree. I think the lighting and the cinematography is fantastic. Lighting in this is film. absolutely wonderful. Yeah. Oh, lighting is really good. Especially, I, I, I especially love the uh, the hospital scene when the plague oh, goes up. Everything's got that purple kind of glow yeah. to it. And just it. That whole scene I thought was pretty was pretty cool. It, it totally did not fit the rest of the film. It, no, it came out of left field. Well, yeah, it's like it's like a gothic castle. I also feel like <laughs> it, it 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 changed. Oh man, how do I put it? The lore of the film. If there's a lore to this film, yeah, does it exist in some actually a more of a biblical world? Like they seemed like they were spirits. 
They seemed like they were really controlling everything. They, no, they they just seemed huh? they, they just what are you talking about? They just how did you get they, that? They seemed like assassins. That yeah, but they are, had like pictures of Jesus. They yeah, had pictures they're of just this. immortal like assassins, been, right? That's what I'm saying. But, but that's they're a, not controlling. The but that's thing. a metaphysical thing. Like, why would they be controlling? Uh, well, because the of that line right at the end, um, where he says he he mentions, well, now that Drake is dead, she needs to take his place. Right. No, he didn't say that. Y- no, yeah, he, he yeah, said yeah, he, he said does. she killed the other one, so now she has to take his place in the, on the plague. Right. Not Drake. Oh right, right. You're he right. doesn't replace oh. Drake. He wanted her to replace the other member of the plague that she killed. Yeah. Okay, but that's that's still kind of like a weird yeah rule, like a metaphysical rule that needs to. I exist. think you're right, Mike. I think that I think that that's kind of they were going on that level with with the plague because it doesn't make any sense. I mean, we're grounding this in reality, or we're supposed to think that it's in reality, and then all of a sudden this these weird assassin creatures. Show I don't up. think it was supposed to be in. The only part of it was reality was the damn train ride into the town. <laughs> After that, it was all out the window, <laughs> honestly. But no, when, I, I heard the, I heard the rumor. There's a rumor that the idea is that that's who's getting a spinoff of this movie. Plague. Yeah. Well, yeah. the plague I think was written as separate characters by a completely different person, and then Jason Eisner incorporated it into the story. Huh. Did you know that? I'm pretty sure. Okay. Okay. Yeah. All right. I mean, they're probably the coolest characters in the movie. They're very cool. Yeah. They're pretty honestly. Awesome. They're weird looking. Their <laughs> armor's so weird looking, but they're badasses. Again, for three million, I mean, they did a pretty good job. Although I will say this about the plague that he gives up pretty quickly. He's, no. No <laughs> <laughs> one's just like, no, she's not going anywhere. Okay. <laughs> he <just> walks <laughs> off. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, but th- th- that's what I heard is there's gonna be a spin-off. But I think that was probably the the most I don't want to say the stylistic thing in the movie, but for me, the most stylistic thing I think I enjoyed in the movie. Yeah, did you like when he was walking down the the, the hallway and shooting the? Uh, that dude, was pretty fun. Yeah, those were bad. That was badass. And the bodies yeah. were getting pulled up into yep. the yeah. ceiling. That was yeah. interesting. And what did they do? They didn't, why? I don't know, they I were felt just bad in the way. Them. They were, they were in the just way. like yeah, obstacles. Wrong place, wrong time. But they were running. They were like ah. And <laughs> you don't like, want to be anywhere. We're killing the everybody is. except for the woman behind the glass. We can't get. I past think that was kind of like the point behind their name. Like they just kill whatever in their pants. Well, that's what I felt. Uh, I felt it, it had a very biblical feel. Like that's one of the four horsemen, right? Plague. I don't know. You tell me. I believe I so. Know. It's like yeah. it's like war, pestilence. I think it's pestilence, right? Pestilence, pestilence famine, means and death. famine and death. Pestilence is sickness, right? Plague and stuff. I think pestilence is sickness. Yeah, so it's it kind of had a weird biblical feel, and and I'm sorry, but those cross offs of like Jesus and who was the other? There was some Hitler other, was up there. Hitler was up there, yeah. as if they had existed of all time, and they had been in the well in the, for, in the background of this whole film this whole time, and they were a bigger part of it all. Well, I, I think it's more or less like kind of like the plague as a symbol. Mm-hmm. So. I'm sure maybe uh, think of it almost like it's a um, like an order. It could, that that's what I was gonna existed. say. Like, so they've yeah. just always been replacing members. And why right, does, right. Why yeah. does the Drake get to summon the plague? That's what I was kind of curious about. Because the Drake has the money. Just money. That's, that's money power. That's how. You, that's how you get the plague. How, on how, your side. How's no, the, the plague going to keep their? How's the plague going to keep their operations going? You know? I don't know. And they, you know, it's expensive. <laughs> yeah, you got to gotta upgrade be, your armor. <laughs> it's ex- it's expensive operation castle. going I on love, several love. thousands of years, Chris. Yeah. How Think you of the mortgage that? on that castle. You gotta yeah. <laughs> Think <laughs> about how much food that giant octopus squid thing eats. And how yeah, many like, where was that all about? There's a <laughs> yeah. monster in there. I know. There's I know. a monster in there. They probably had to replace yeah, a ton yeah. of coffins, too. But we're not forcing it anything. <laughs> we're not doing that. Dude, it's, it's just fun. It's That's just supposed to be fun. They were the most fun part of the movie. 
But that actually that part doesn't seem forced at all. Like, and it doesn't fit. Name, name another. No, name the another film that does felt that. like that should be in that scene. <laughs> no, like, that's if what, that's going to be anywhere in the movie, it's going to be in that castle. Like, <laughs> you didn't find that to be original. Like, who does that? No, that was original. I'll give him that. Okay. Give, I, no, I wouldn't I, say that's forced at I, all. I, I say I'm saying the best part of the movie was the plague. Okay. Did you? I mean, did you feel like you were definitely rooting for the hobo when you watched this film? No, Cody? no. Like when I when did. he's going getting ready I to did. buy the lawnmower and the thugs come in and they're like being insane and he decides to pay for the shotgun after he blows everybody away. Yeah, like, I was really touched by that. <laughs> but but I mean, like that whole scene, you weren't like fuck yeah because they were. I mean, they were gonna kill a baby. They were gonna, you know what I mean? They were. It's all. They stu- needed to be stopped, and he was there. But again, it's all stuff I've seen before. But to that level, like to that level of no, intensity, it, no, I, I didn't, it did feel it, exa- it, 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 did, did, it was too cheesy to feel intense. I will say what it felt like. It felt like that scene in Toxic Avenger. It did when he, they're, they're holding up the uh, the, the uh, burger stand, taco, taco stand. Yeah. yeah, it it did feel like that. But I felt even turned turned up a little higher than that scene. It was. Yeah. yeah. It was. Yeah. They took it to a higher level. But again, like if I don't care about the main character, like what. Uh, you know what do I care? And like, by the way, move out of this town. I don't know. I don't, I, 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 I'm having a hard time understanding why you didn't care about the hobo because I mean, he's the. I had no him. Ca- him and the and besides the prostitute him, are but, the only two people that have really any goodness bes- to them. Bes- yeah, besides him being just like a straight good guy, what else was there to care about? Like, it, it's just you. What? He, oh, I like him because he's, he's he's on the straight and narrow. He's on. He's the underdog. Boom. Yeah. That's a good. That's a good. Uh, that is good. Here's here's another thing that I I would like to didn't, talk about. Didn't reach me in that way at the time of watching the film. Too. So who failed on that one? This, <laughs> there, there actually is. There actually. I, I want to take something back. There Go are, ahead. There actually are more good people in this film, and they do the exact opposite of what Street Trash does. <laughs> All the homeless people are really are are decent human beings. True. They are. They endear the homeless in this film, where Street Trash makes them seem to be like just. I mean, obviously, with the title of that film, derelicts too. And, yeah, derelicts yeah. and assholes and just complete... Yeah, people you don't want to know. Yeah. But, but I'm like, I would want to know this guy, because look, he's like protecting her the whole time, you know? He is. And the, and the prostitute is is also... when when, she, when I mean, when I saw the that scene where she's getting her head cut yeah. off for the first oh. time, I was literally like, no, 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 don't kill her, don't kill her. Like, I, yeah. she was the only... Like, it's the only other good thing... Not me, I was too busy cringing. Yeah, that was a oh, pretty God. tough... One. No, it's a, tu- it's a tough scene to watch, but because it, it's so horrific, but it's also like, don't kill her. Like, I don't want her to die. Like, I didn't want her to die. Then, yeah. And yeah. I'm glad she didn't, and she I'm glad let, she comes back. She let a dirty... Yeah. At as, the brink she still of lose, death. She still loses something, she, though. She let a dirty bloody hobo sleep in her bed. <laughs> I would have been like, can you get in the shower first? <laughs> I did think about yeah, that. I was let's like, wash you off. I do feel weird right about how, how much she had to go through. You know what I mean? Who? Like, she's the, the one girl? character that really... You know what's funny? I mean, they give it to her the hardest. You never even they see cut off her, her as a prostitute. Like, you don't. It's just understood that It's understood that she is, yeah. But yeah. I mean, There's obviously. no sex, really, because Rutger Howard always gets in the way. It's true. Yep. There's there's good paying customers and he's always there to to foil it. The fuck <laughs> it up. <laughs> well, I mean she's I mean the way they make it she's kind of like I don't know maybe that's another biblical thing maybe she's like a Mary Magdalene or something like that. I, I mean you're deep into this yeah, Bible yeah, really. She might be on this hobo with a shotgun. You think he, he the director was sitting there like you know what I want to recreate well, what? the writer the Bible the writer is I mean, different with a shotgun. It could be it could be. Great no, I do movie. not think the Bible with a shotgun. <laughs> <laughs> the sequel, the sequel. He's 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 a sacrificial lamb. 
He dies at the end for the sake of the rest of the city. Oh like there God. are there are symbolisms, Christian Dude, symbolisms. You are this. making huge leaps. That's my job into the deep. That's what I movie. do on this podcast. I take it deeper than it probably should ever go. <laughs> <laughs> way, way deeper. I like it because I think you're onto something. Do you really think he's on something? Keep spit, keep spitting fire. Yeah, no, really, I do agree with. I I think the writing of this film is better than maybe how you think. I, it is. you know, I, I no, I <laughs> I almost the almost part where I thought that they were going that way a little bit was in the very beginning because I thought it was like a barbed wire like crown, but then he's like it's a barbed wire noose. Oh, so. Shit. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I get. Well, when he gets his head pulled off. Yeah. yeah. It, initially, I I didn't know it was attached to anything when you look at it because it doesn't look like it is. It looks like a barbed wire like crown. Mm-hmm. And then he just puts it over his neck and drives off. And I will that's say that's probably the I, worst I head. That, that's probably that's, the worst head cut in, in the movie too. I, I will mean? say that's pretty original. Like the yeah. guy comes oh, the around the corner it, and he's got a, a that, manhole cover yeah. bolted to his neck. Like <laughs> who's seen I've that never before? seen that it one. Was before. Pretty, it was pretty clever. I mean, and the head rip was that that was pretty clever too because I've never seen that before either. But <laughs> I you? hated the neck of it. It was flat. I don't know if you saw it when the head landed. Mm-hmm. The neck part where it was cut was flat, and it just for some reason I caught that and it irked me. Huh. Oh, that was. I was distracted by the uh, yeah. by the babe dancing and all the blood spraying up in the air. <laughs> yeah, that, was, that was just <laughs> just get just go-go down, dan- dude. Go go dancing in <laughs> like, nah, blood. I I like that shit, man. Like, I, it's weird, and it's like, where the hell did this come from? But at the same time, thank you for surprising me. That's that's what I think when I see a, a, a scene like that. Really? Yeah. <laughs> really? I, did I w- you see it coming? I, no, but at the same time, I was like, why? Because they're setting up the mood of the film. Once you see that shot, you're like, okay, I get it now. Like, I know what this film is willing to do. Even go beyond that, I think. Oh, they the do. They definitely, go, they, they definitely go beyond that. <laughs> when they bring a flamethrower into a bus of school children yeah this guy loves killing kids that that's a pretty that was a pretty modest scene though because you never no no he shot he shot it uh, as, as hot as this is to say he shot it tastefully yeah. oh, <laughs> <by the> way, <laughs> now, that, now that we're going back to it another great metaphysical thing that happens in this film is when he dies and yeah. he goes on the bus and it's like a hell to him mm-hmm. like that mm-hmm. was a really interesting like right. wow that came out of nowhere like people when people die they have spiritual journeys that like take Slick them. played I think a more disgusting character than the Drake did. So weren't you happy when he died? Well, he was trying to live up to the Drake. No! When he I got didn't shot care. in the dick. I didn't care. <laughs> I did not care when he died. Really? No. I hated his character. His, that's why you would his care di- when he died. Yeah, no, yeah. I hated Fuck him. Yeah. No, I, didn't, him I didn't hate his character because I'm like, oh my god, I hate this guy. He's a bastard. I'm like, I hate every word that comes out of your mouth and how you have to play this character. Because it was definitely directed in that direction to play the character that way. Well, let's, And it's a horrendous way to play a character. Force it and make it as cheesy as possible. It, 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 hey, I'm the bad guy! Hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on. <laughs> but do we, know, do we know that any of these people were ever actually actors? He could have just... Like, is, Ru- is Rutger Hauer the only actor? No. These people are actors. Um, are they? The... Abby was actually she was in Treevenge, so I don't know which else she's done. Okay, but. so, so she's he, definitely not an actor. <laughs> probably not. Probably not. They are now. She, she also was like, I think she was like really young when she did this movie. Treevenge. She's not the one I'm complaining about, though. 
Which you, you said all of the acting is terrible. Except for Roger Howard and hers is. Well, bad, well what I'm saying not, is, if, if they're not actors, she's the least. I'll tell you right now, the terrible. The uh, when the plague comes into the hospital and they start killing off the uh, hospital workers. Yeah, those guys aren't actors. I don't think any one of those guys were actors. Probably not. I think they were just people that he was like, hey, you can do, you can do this. You can. They do actually worked at this. the hospital. Yeah, could have been. I thought it was funny when that doctor pulled out a gun. <laughs> <laughs> going back, going back to the beyond. Yeah. I did. Like all, doc- go- all I did. good doctors have revolvers. I on didn't them. realize that, but yeah. I guess that's a thing. It's a thing. No, they do. He forced it. He forced I'm, I'm just that. saying, like, what they do is they play these bad guys, the the bad people in the film, which is mostly everybody, up to be so creepy and nasty. Even the cop. Remember the cop trying to mm-hmm. take it's the so prostitute? It's so cheesy. It's not creepy. It's so gross and it's so extreme that when Rudger Hauer wields a shotgun, you are like rooting for him. No, like, I'm, Holy so, fuck, I'm so yeah. I'm so numb to it by then that I don't care. You know where it's going. You know where it's going. It's so blatant. You know where it's going. What do you mean? I, you I, see. You see where it's going. It's going to a hundred gut shots. Could they please shoot somewhere else besides the gut too? <laughs> Every effect was to the gut, but I, I, I actually attributed that to how many deaths can we get in with a cheap budget? It's probably the probably the cheapest thing to do. Yeah, just to put some squibs on. Yeah, I mean you can't. Yeah. I had pop is probably way more expensive than to that. blow a guy's head off. Yeah, and, uh, I can yeah. understand that. Going back to are these people actors? Well, it seems like the only one that has any real credits is the guy. Who played slick okay and uh who i was complaining about and uh he's been in quite a bit there you oh, go good. Uh, okay all right he was in the patriot small soldiers he's in the patriot <laughs> uh yeah there's he's got harriet the spy is on his credits there you go, there you go. another winning he film. came from nickelodeon <laughs> Cody. how do you not like him he's a veteran he's <laughs> a veteran <laughs> been in the business for years and then a whole bunch of other movies i've never heard of mm. yeah so, yeah, I mean, obviously there's not any major star power other than what's been mentioned. And that's fine because they were, no, when, these, they, when if they, you're trying to get that type of acting style out of script, somebody, then no, that's they probably were, a good When way they showed up at the they, script reading, they were not confused about how they should be acting. Yeah. No, like, they were clearly directed in that direction, and I don't agree with it. Uh, that's what oh. I'm saying. Why, uh, like Gregory Smith, who played Slick, was uh, one of the Martin's sons, Thomas Martin. Who's Thomas Who's Martin? Thomas. Thomas was the young was the youngest one that tried to free his brother and got killed. And what he what film? In the, the Patriot. Patriot. Oh, in the Patriot. Okay. Yeah. Cool. yeah. I haven't seen that film not in years. Heath, not Heath Ledger. <laughs> not Heath Ledger. <laughs> yeah. he was, Slick was definitely not played by Heath Ledger. So I, w- I want to ask Mike and uh, actually all of you guys, Mike, Chris, and Kyle, this since no one knows who you guys are. Um, I'm Kyle. <laughs> Hello. What did you dislike about the film? I mean, I hear a lot of positives from you guys. Uh, a little bit of negatives from Kyle, but how do you? What what didn't you like? Um, yeah, I, I mean, I'm gonna agree with you on like maybe thirty to forty percent of the dialogue. It, I I don't want to say forced, but I definitely want to say like stupid. Like there's some stupid dialogue in this film. Some really stupid dialogue in this like, film. Uh, like. <laughs> The one, the one line that stands out to me for some reason, I don't know why it did, was you can't solve everything with a shotgun, except you can. <laughs> like, this film shows that you kind of can. Like, yeah. she takes up a shotgun. That's exactly what she does. And she improves on it, too. She takes off the... I don't know why that would improve it in any way. What does she do? She it saws just, off it the... It just made it easier to mount an axe to it. Okay. Yeah, All with right. duct tape. Oh, it was, yeah, okay. So, I'm like, I don't really... She seemed like she... That character, her character, what was her name? Molly? Molly. Molly. Um, oh, that's her real name. Abby. What was Abby? Abby's okay, so Abby. Um, 
I don't understand her character arc really. Her arc was she was supposed to be like the voice of reason for the hobo to be like, look, we can do better. We we don't have to always resort to violence. And instead, she completely resorts to violence. Yeah, like it's a weird, it's a it's a weird way to take that well, fight violence with violence. Like it, it, it's not like a warrior's type of. I situation. mean, yes, but it, it, in a sense, if she's the voice of reason to the hobo, who's I mean, he's talking about himself being this bear, and like he yeah. uses this analogy that he's a bear, and that you know he doesn't. You can you get the impression from him that he doesn't like the fact that he's this way, that he's an animal backed into a corner or whatever. And she's supposed to be the the good person, the person that has mm-hmm. uh, some sort of pacifism to her, and then she completely makes a one eighty and turns into one of the most brutal killers in the film. She kills one of the plague. She gets her hand. Yeah, she makes off. a she makes a lawnmower shield. Yeah, <laughs> and then she she basic she basically kills the Drake. She basically does. I mean, yeah, the hobo finishes off, but he's done. He's he's not probably surviving that. I mean, that's pretty grindhousey though to have the woman be. Oh, it absolutely you know, is. I mean, it, it it yes, but it's just such a weird character choice to go with. Like, why wouldn't she at the end kind of be like? I think it's because her character finally snaps. Yeah, yeah, basically. I mean, the whole we we actually and here's another thing: the ending of this film leaves something to be desired as to what exactly happens. Like am nothing. I, am I to understand that the entire town just fell into? Chaos and killed it. Killed it nothing, no, it doesn't. It doesn't <laughs> change. Nothing changes. Like that's like the. That's, May, I don't no, know. we don't. That's know. a problem I have with the end of the film. We can't know that. We can't know that. We can't because For he doesn't we, know how to end a movie. <laughs> I I agree with that, and that was a big problem I had. I yeah. and I told Kyle this when I watched it. No, I, I said know. I hate this ending. Yeah, and, I hate and the way this ended. I liked. I'd like to think that like because the Drake is dead, like his grip over the town is done. Because I mean, yeah, people were acting the way they were acting because he was he was. Basically but he also supporting makes a, it. But he also makes a point to to mention to the hobo, kind of like even if you kill me, like I bring something to this town, and that's their desire to see this kind of shit. Like he he is he's like Richard yeah, Dawson in the like Running Man. He's kind of like saying out that of, out of fear, these people out of fear are and animals. Out of fear and cocaine, he's created that desire. Yeah, yeah. he's conditioned them. Definitely. Right, he has to some extent. So. But how do we know that this town has now gotten past that? How because do we know the that they town, don't kill because the, t- the town rose up to support the hobo at the end? Yeah, but they're all getting shot by the cops. And yeah. also, we will never Nothing know. Changes. We'll never know because John Davies, who wrote this, wanted to end the movie on a cool line. Like that's probably pretty much what mm-hmm. it came down to. You know, just like how can we just end it and just be like we built it all up to this and it's done. You're writing shotgun. Yep. <laughs> That's, I mean, honestly, like, it's how can we end it on a cool note? We don't need to fucking go and show everybody that everybody's holding hands and fucking getting ice cream in this I just feel like there's no actual conclusion. Like, it doesn't leave you with the sense that, hey, the hobo did it. Yeah, that's what I I know. What I'm saying is, like, if he is this sacrificial lamb, he's like this weird kind of, like, messiah in a sense. Like, we don't really know that he actually succeeds in any way. No. Like, yeah, was it all, which makes like, it all no. in vain or what? Which know? makes it the, the, it's the a, movie it's a, pointless. It kind of does. It kind of does. I think the idea is to assume that the best because he it doesn't he, set you up to assume the, the best. He killed the person who had the grip over the town, and now everything will be fine. No, it, do, it does not to, give you that feeling. It's the cops did, are hold, yeah. yeah, the cops are holding guns against people. The cops are holding guns against people, and the, the people, people are hold- standing up. But I also felt. I mean, other than the, other than the uh, the monologue that the that the that Molly says 
in front of all the people when they were going hunting on the homeless down. Yeah. Which, let's be honest, that takes a pretty sick society to even follow into that kind of, like... Agreed. We're gonna... It almost has a fucking... I, I want to say, like, a Nazi-ish feel to it that, like, they're like, okay, let's kill some hobos. Like, yeah, they, these are the people that are causing problems, even though they're not really doing anything. They're the problems. Like, this, there's a violence that... Per, 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 presides over this entire town. Right, but the ta- the, the Drake ta- is just the town got involved the town got involved because uh he said he was Slick, gonna kill Slick was gonna kill more kids. Yeah. Slick it, it, killed an entire bus them. of children and he threatened the town sure, that they don't jump but in is on he, it. So that's, but is he pushing them to do this? I mean they yes. all, they're all showing up like it's Thunderdome or something. Yeah but and they're the all whole, showing up like this is a gladiatorial kind of combat and they're all kind of taking enjoyment. If the out whole of this, town stands up against the Drake and here's the question: He's not going to kill them all. Do, 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 do the town people, do the townsfolk, do they take the hobo side because it's good per beating evil, or is it because yeah, all right, cool, now another death is going to happen, and it's the Drake, like the underdog one, yay? Are they just taking enjoyment out of this? I don't. It's just so weird to me. The fact that they like they basically pulled their guns on the cops almost to, so that they came to the hobos' aid. They do so definitely. They were supporting, but is it because they, they were supporting him? They weren't supporting. But are they supporting goodness, or are they supporting the fact that they're, they're underdog? I, I think they're supporting. I think they were supporting goodness. That's I would the hope. Vibe I got. I would That's hope. That's the vibe I got. From I would hope, home. but I don't think it was fleshed out enough. I mean, other than okay, maybe nothing's fleshed out. In this maybe, the, <laughs> maybe the maybe <laughs> the 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 people do definitely let Molly walk right through and say, okay, maybe we shouldn't kill homeless people. Like yeah. me, th- so I guess there is a Basically kind of Basically just talked your. Self out of here. <laughs> <laughs> You've just worked. But they it still show up to watch the hobo get killed and r- kind of root root for it to happen. They're all like, kind of like, Yay. well, those people, those weren't the same people from the other scene. Those were all the young, the younger people that were like at the arcade. I felt like that were at the the. So then we have this other group of people. So you have the group of assholes. the adults, the adults that were basically going around trying to trying to kill the ho- the hobo with the shotgun right. to save the children. Then you have all the young adults, the teenage age kids, who are just into being as fucked up and, and trying to emulate Slick as much as possible. That's Those were the people that were in the arena area. That, I mean, that, that also doesn't speak well for the society if the younger people, the ones that are supposed to be the future of this society, are the ones that are yeah riddled and addled with cocaine and they just want violence all the it, it's just it, it was it's it's I agree with Cody that ending doesn't lead some leave something to be desired. Well, the point yes. was made is that uh, just a meaningless hobo can can make a difference. What did he make a difference in though? You don't know. He the took down the fucking ringleader of this whole operation. But it doesn't change the feel of the city. What did it accomplish? What did it I don't accomplish? know. Do we ever know that in any story That's that plays out like this? He's got a good point. We don't ever really know that. What's that? That that we don't ever really know that the town is forever okay. Yeah, right. And I any of these stories one. where where somebody rides in town and you know kills some oppressive oppressor, it doesn't mean as soon as he rides out of town, somebody's not right behind him to do this to basically troll two shit right back. <laughs> troll to where it was. two. Nilbog was destroyed. Nilbog was like, destroyed. No one came in and changed Nilbog back into the Goblin capital. I mean, that, that, that's definitely a point. You're right. <laughs> it doesn't say that. I yeah. mean, but you get the. I guess you can. The only way you can judge it is based on how you view the town. Like, I mean, in tomb, like, let's say a movie like Tombstone, where something like this kind of happens, you get the impression that the rest of the town folk are kind of like, we just want the cowboys to leave. Like, we're just these people are really hurting us. Well, th- I think I saw that. Like the Three this. Amigos, another another film. Like, it's just everybody's really good people. Society is good, 
but they're being oppressed by somebody. In this, I kind of felt like society was an active participant in the oppression. There, they enjoyed the oppression. There's no. There's flashes of that though. I think there's it was flashes. Like 50, of, Fifty. There's flashes of it. I don't think it's fifty-fifty. I think it's like, well, definitely the homeless people are definitely people that are just like just yeah, leave us alone no. and let us have our families and just. Well, let us. and then you had all the people like after after they were forced to watch the guy get his head ripped off. Like after the after Drake and the other people drove away, like you could hear like obvious sobbing and stuff in the background. Like people were okay. noticeably disturbed by being forced yeah. to watch this. I, I guess maybe that maybe that's something with this film that it kind of fails at. They don't really, you don't get a point of view from let's say a random. I agree. Uh, townsfolk where they're where they're where one townsfolk is speaking for the rest of the town. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you get that in in a lot of westerns too. They'll they'll talk like maybe like to a prostitute, and she'll be like, "This town is really good, but you know, this guy, the sheriff, is this evil guy or whatever. And if he was just gone, maybe we could, maybe this town could redeem itself." I don't ever get that in this film. I don't ever get somebody. We don't get that kind of distance to one of those characters. Well, like, I think it's an average I town think, folk. I think a lot of it for too, the town. I think a lot of it too, though, has to go with the fact that again, it's not fifty fifty because I feel like. The majority of the citizens in this town are taking part in what's going I on. I absolutely agree with that. I feel like it's not definitely not 50-50. I feel like a good majority of the people enjoy this, which is why the Drake makes that point to say, like, they love me. This is like you don't understand what you're doing. Like, I give these people entertainment. I give these people what they want. He's like he's like Richard Dawson in the running man or something like that. He's like, he's very like yeah, you're probably right. It's not 50-50 at all. <laughs> no, not at all. All right, guys, we're going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back. Do you kids like school? Hey, I asked you a question. Do you kids like school? Yeah! What about ice cream? Do you kids like ice cream? Yeah! <laughs> and bicycles? <laughs> and hobos! All right, guys, we're back. We're talking about Hobo with a Shotgun. Chris, let's get in. Did you have any dislikes? Because you seem like you... I'm not going to give your rating away because I don't know what it is, but it seemed like you liked this movie a lot. (laughs) Uh, I only have one dislike, honestly, and it's... um, Wasn't long enough. No, because the film is so high energy, like (laughs) for the most part through the entire movie, it's high energy. When you do get to those monologue scenes, it does feel pretty long. And it kind of slows down the pace of the film for me. I, I, a part of me likes it because I understand what they're doing and what they're trying to do. But at the same time, I'm kind of like so jacked up on like everything else that's going on. You know, who, you know who agrees with you? All of those babies. Did anybody <laughs> notice that as he's delivering the monologue, the babies start crying in unison? Like, like he's like really like he's making the babies feel oh, really I did bad. Not. He's stressing out those babies. Wow. I didn't <laughs> Let, listen to it. It starts off. It's all quiet. And they're like, and then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, it's just a crescendo <laughs> of just crying. <laughs> they feel horrible. I love that. That's yeah. uh, that's actually um, one thing I don't have a problem with in this movie is is the pacing. Even though I did nod off towards the end and had to rewatch the ending because I was, I I, I was what ending exactly. <laughs> um, that's why I think I had to rewatch the ending too because it end. Um, but I thought the pacing kept up pretty well like for the for the movie at no point was that was i was like well this is dragon i don't think it gives you enough time even those monologues are not even i feel like they're not even 60 seconds they're really not even that long but that's what i'm saying is i feel like the film is so turned up that when you get there you're kind of like 
waiting for the next. It, it's it, it's it's funny that cocaine is the big issue because this whole film feels like you're on cocaine. <laughs> right, the like, speed w- of it. When, sure. when you start coming down, that's when things start. That's getting when the plague really shows bad. up, it gets real bad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Chris, any more dislikes? No. All right, guys. So let's rate this bad member jammer then. What are we rating it, Mike? I'm going to go with bears because they're so frightening to me. We're going to start in off. Every way. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to skip over that. No, we're going to start Just off kidding. with Chris tonight. Chris, how many bears? I'm going to give it five bears. I wow. Knew it. I knew it. You're, Too high. You're welcome. <laughs> Too high. Five bears, dude. Huge grizzlies. honestly i love this film i liked revenge i i'm inspired by his style of filmmaking you know the dialogue oh that is one thing i i didn't mention is i did cringe at a couple lines um just because they were just almost too too violating in a sense you know but like but overall i mean 95 percent of it i loved the dialogue um i i you know come from just loving like John Waters films and stuff like that. So over the top for me is always good. Excessive violence and comedy and gore is is always fun. It's just fun because you can just tune out and laugh and have a good time with it. And this film does that for me. I wish I could make a film like this and I hope I do someday. Okay. All right. Uh Kyle. Uh I am going to give it three bears. Uh, so a little higher than middle of the road, but too high. <laughs> uh, this mo- this movie, uh, I like that he is attempting to tap into an old style of filmmaking with like the exploitation style of films. Uh, does he does he go over the top with it? Yeah. Does it feel forced in some parts? The acting has some pretty. Well, it's atrocious other than Rutger Howard, really, for the most part. I don't think it's good. Um, and the writing is so-so. Uh, I did actually like the pacing, though. I thought the pacing of the film was perfect. There was enough high points and low points to really balance it out. And the gore is fucking awesome. It's good. Yeah, the like, effects are the amazing. The effects are amazing. They are good. And, um, yeah, that's all I got to say. It's it's I own it, so I'm I'm not unhappy that I own it. I just picked it up, so yeah. on Blu-ray, so what the hell. I'll go next. Three. I'll go next. Um, so... Can I make a prediction? Yeah. 0.5. No. Okay. <laughs> no, no, no. No, no, there's... Middle of the road. <laughs> no, there's definitely things I like about this film. Um, like I said, I like the cinematography for the most part. I like the lighting, um, the color. Um, I like some of the... Like, Rugger Hauer. I really enjoyed his performance. Um, uh, but the bad outweighs the good for me. Like, just... It's... The... the, the the dialogue ruined the film. You could have had a good, decent film here if we would have just spruced up the dialogue a little bit and, ha- and made a coherent story. Uh, the end is just leaves nothing to be desired whatsoever, and it's just not good. Um, th- as far as style for this guy's f- style of filmmaking, I mean, yeah, it's cool if you want to rip off everybody else. Like, in my opinion, um, I think he's he's really good. At, he's really good at making fan films. Um, so I, I, I mean, there's some solid stuff in this movie. I, I'm going to give it two bears, two bears, two bears, too low, two bears, Mike. Okay. I'm going to give it three and a half bears. Um, for a lot of the same reasons that Kyle said, really, quite honestly, like, like, yeah, there's some negative things about the film. Rooker Hauer is really good. 
actually want to think about. I, I'm actually thinking about something right now. Ruka Hauer's monologues are probably the only thing that saves the dialogue in this film. It's true. Mm-hmm. And we we mentioned earlier about the possibility that they were written for Ruka Hauer, but am I not mistaken that in um. Uh, what was that film that Rucker Howard was in uh, with uh, Harrison Ford? Uh, run, uh, Blade Runner. Blade Runner, yeah. Uh, that ending monologue, didn't he just completely improvise that monologue? Completely. Yeah. Right I wonder I wonder if this is just him doing it. I mean, this is purely could be. spitballing it could, it, right it, now. It, it, it could because be. Because so his, be. his, his monologues are the only thing that really... They, they, they stand out. Does they that stand make, out. They completely stand does out. That, they does, feel opposite, or they feel completely... I wonder if they just said, like... Does that make the film weaker, then, in your mind? If it has the possibility of him creating... Creating the dialogue himself. If that was not written for him, what if it, he what was if the this, saving? Would he, that would be the saving grace of the movie? Though? Either that or it the could script be. could have just said Rutger Howard improvise. Yeah, it could have been. I don't it think the been. whole film should rest on uh, 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 whether a monologue was written or improvised. Though I'd mean, no, like, no, 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 I'm not, I'm not, say, I'm not saying not that. It's just something that came to my head. Well, Shut up! You gave the it a things, five. The yeah. thing, the <laughs> things that I do like about this film. <laughs> Are exactly what Kyle said. Like, I understand what he was trying to do. He was trying to pay homage to um, a lot of the films of are the days of yore of like <laughs> the days of yore. Yeah, the eighties <laughs> kind of like thing. And I actually do agree. I, I mean, you and me, Chris, are on this a little bit that there might be a deeper meaning into this film than. I don't think uh, Chris thinks that at all. I do. Yeah. I no, do. no, I think we, yeah, yeah, he thinks we, it now. Yeah, he so, thinks it yeah. now. No, yeah. I always did because <laughs> before it, uh-huh. it, before Mike said that it was. I don't. Blood we gore already comedy. explained yeah. it in the show. You know, we don't need to read. Yeah. yeah. So anyways, <laughs> three and a half bears for me, and and the half bear specifically because I hate bears and I want them to see them cut in half. Maybe. Oh God! You should make that a bloody half bear. Just kill that bear. Make it a bloody half bear. For right, me, Chris. please. I'll just little, kill that bear. I'll add a couple blood drips. Make, sure it's, a, kill make that. sure it's a polar bear so people get upset. <laughs> well, All right, guys. Well, wait, wait for PETA to hear this podcast. <laughs> All right, guys. That's our show for this week. Um, as always, you can follow us on Twitter at ColtFilm underscore review. You can follow us on Facebook under just search Colt Film and Review. You can follow us on Instagram at ColtFilm underscore review. You can follow Mike at. You can follow me on Twitter at, at Mike Salustio. And. I very rarely write about film at Friendly Neighborhood Film. (laughs) (laughs) I can never get it right. Why did I have to use a Spider-Man reference? Friendly Neighborhood. It's like a tongue twister sometimes. Maber. (laughs) What up, Maber? People are going to find the same one day. It's going to be amazing. Eventually, some people will actually read it. And then maybe then I'll start writing. He's just sitting there looking at, like, tracking how many people look at his website. He's like, oh, I got one. (laughs) Not writing for it. Just tracking. Yeah, just tracking it. Someone actually figured out what the name of the site is. Yeah, right. Totally. (laughs) They finally managed. Internet, help make friendly neighborhood filmmaking the biggest site on the internet. Guys, you can find me on Twitter at Colt Film Cody. Um, and always send in your recommendations for yes. something for us to watch, please. Fan picks, please. We're totally looking for a new fan pick. Yeah, we love them. We love hearing them because uh, we found some really good films out of it. All right, guys, just remember if you're going to join a cult, make sure they watch good movies. We'll catch you next week. <laughs>